This is the Gospel Revolution. Since you're knocking on the door, you're begging to come in, yeah. Unaware that all the wild love's been knocking from within. You are the love you see. A perfect yet unique Here's the founder and president of the Gospel Revolution, Michael Lilborn Williams. Hello, Daniel Thomas Rouse. How are you on this fine day? It is a fantastic day here in the frozen tundra. A, a red letter day? <laughs> a red letter day. <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about which red letter, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, moving on quickly before we disintegrate. Yeah, we also want to not only welcome our founder and president, but we also want to welcome audience from around the world and also those listening in the year 2058. Yeah, 2058. So, uh, let's see. Two... I'm 106. <laughs> so, Daniel, you're going to, you, you may have to take the phone calls on this one. <laughs> Hello? Hello? What? What? Gospel, what? <laughs> That's too good, but we knew you were going to be here. We did know you would be here, whether I am or not, uh, but we didn't know you were going to be here. I don't know. Daniel doesn't know. None of us know whether we'll be there, but we knew you would be here. Absolutely. Yeah. Why do we know? I think we need to update this just one moment without taking up much of our time. Why do we know for sure you would be here? Because by now we've gone through from this point. In the month of January of 2024, uh, we've gone through several more rapture alerts into the world. Mm. Uh, everything's uh, coming to an end. It's an, uh, now we know for sure because of this, that, and the other. And and thanks for playing, everybody. But they were all wrong. Yeah. How did we know they were all wrong? Because the Hebrew scriptures taught us they were Absolutely. wrong. Absolutely. And one of the ways that the Hebrew scriptures taught us they were wrong is they're using Hebrew scriptures to say that these things are coming in the future. And Jesus said all of these things in the Hebrew scriptures were fulfilled. They mm. were all about him. Yep. They're not about the future. So now jump on and enjoy this PowerCast. You will learn, even in 2058, today you are about to learn something, unless we've had a major breakthrough around the world, you are about to learn something unknown in Christendom. And they do put dumb at the end of that for a reason. So. <laughs> because it's just dumb that people don't know this, Daniel. <laughs> yes. I mean, last last week, it's just dumb that people didn't know what seek, ask, knock was. Mm -hmm. Ourselves included. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Uh, dummy, dummy. Uh, and But we like being dummies. That's the yeah. thing. Now, the reason we talk about the dummies is because they don't like being dummies. <laughs> we enjoy it. Mm. That's how dumb we are. We really enjoy it. <laughs> Uh, this is amazing. I, I, that show last week 
Folks, if you're checking in now, uh, please turn this off and go back and listen to last uh, week first. Mm -hmm. Here's the weird thing is that we're not jumping from pillar to post and looking for there and the confirmation for this and that. Daniel and I were talking a bit about our previous experiences and the verses pulled out of context for Mm. confirmation bias. And uh, Judas went out and hanged himself and flipped the pages again and go thou and do likewise. (laughs) (laughs) uh, People have done some really weird stuff Mm. uh, by taking verses and as we've coined uh, decades ago, uh, uh, being verse damned, uh, uh, being absolute damned in your understanding, because uh, in our generation, we were taught to find a verse, a chapter and a verse and stand on it. Yeah. Well, there you stand and it will crumble right under you Mm -hmm. because uh, it is the context and the message and the understanding and last uh, last week, this seek, ask, knock, and my, it just became so obvious. This is not a prescription for a prayer life. Right. Uh, this was a prescription for a Jewish life. Mm. And uh, they were all failing at it. Yeah. Now, we're going to go into some more about that's going to get extended today. And you are going to be absolutely blown away. Um, and Michael, our critics agree it was a good one. Uh, we heard from uh, Vic O'Brennan, and uh, he writes in, he says, coming in hot for the new year. Uh, this is a GR teaching at its best. Ask, seek, knock, what it really means combined with Paul's teaching in Romans 10. This is a teaching for the yeah. ages. <laughs> Man, so you are the ages if you're living in uh uh, 2058, and uh, I am the aged if I'm living <laughs> in 2058. Uh, I don't care either way, folks. Goodness yep. gracious. Uh, but uh, the gospel's so good, I'd hang around here and keep sharing this. Uh, but it's all just for you. That's the only reason I want to stay. Just for you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but this is really amazing. I Here we are in, uh, you know, more than the 40th year. Uh, more than four decades of the gospel revolution. And I am having my mind blown almost on a daily basis Mm. Uh, because we have accepted the challenge, the directive of Jesus and the Holy Ghost and Paul giving us it. I am so grateful. We, 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 we translated um, uh, first Corinthians chapter two. But even without a translation, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 tells us explicitly what comparing spiritual to spiritual is, that that that's how the Holy Ghost teaches. The Holy Ghost teaches by comparing spiritual to spiritual. Read the chapter yourself in any version you want, and it will tell you that the spiritual is the Hebrew scriptures and the other spiritual is the cross. Yeah. Wow. My Uncle Burns also wrote in, Bernard Rouse, he writes and he says, Last week before going to Walmart, I prayed that there would be a parking spot for me. And when I got there, there was about 500 places to park. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Exceeding abundantly beyond all you could ask or think, right? Well, we, did we get any other uh, comments? I mean, you know, our our ancient GRs, and some of you guys out there are as ancient as I am. Uh, and I don't know if you've started answering prayers yet, but I just I got so old, I started answering prayers. But uh, 
they're they're pretty silent. I mean, you know, maybe they're just they're, you know the bones are hurting and they just it's hard to you know pick up that. Uh, that maybe they're still on a typewriter, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and they just can't get it done yet. Mm. So, but uh, we don't, we really don't hear from uh, many of them. In fact, most of them. So we're going to shame you. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is that we've taught you not how, how to not deal with shame. So um, anyway, uh, do we have any more comments from this? Yeah, we heard from uh, our one of our newer GRs, uh, Lisa, and she writes in and says, oh my, where did you find Ethan? <laughs> <laughs> he is so amazing and I'm learning so much. It makes sense about Sarah and her dead womb, where the seed came forth. And I keep learning from your power cast once again, changing my theories or confirming them. Where would we be if Paul's teachings had been removed? Thank goodness for the predestination and keeping the scriptures intact. Wow. I, you know, Lisa's a brilliant girl and uh, she, she knows when she knows that she knows. But did you notice that she said that what is happening to her is these teachings are either confirming or changing her mind? Yeah. Now, folks, if you're not open to both, you're not learning. Right. Uh, confirmation bias is the, uh, I mean, it's, I don't care what the subject you're on. Uh, it is the deadliest thing to science. Uh, the whole issue with science is that the goal is to prove it wrong. Mm. The scientist who has the theory, what is the work that the scientist does in the lab? A scientist's work in a lab is to prove what he thinks wrong. Yeah. Uh, because uh, that's that's the way it is. and that, and But see, that's the way it is across the board with everything. But we don't have people who want anything anymore except confirmation bias. They've got their fingers in their ears. No, 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 I can't hear you. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, we pick up on everything that disagrees with us and we bring it into the lab and we see how it compares. Yeah, right. Uh, and we have changed our minds. I mean, this is not like this is just a slogan thing that we do, you know, that we are willing to change our minds and then go about proving ourselves right. We've openly told you, my God, we were wrong. Mm hmm. Right. And uh, Daniel, uh, Daniel, you uh, called me the other day and um, uh, I, I think that was you. <laughs> uh, if not, it was somebody. And they they were telling me that um, how wonderful it was to have that firmly in place to get excited about being finding out you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That was me. <laughs> was you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, you know, it's like it. It, now, to me, life is boring if I'm not proven wrong because I'm not means I'm not learning anything new. Oh, God. If, you know, just can what you just said and put it in a pickle and have a little, a little button on it where it'll say it over and over. By the way, that was my grandson's favorite gift. Of all the things he got, it was a yodeling pickle. And he brought it here with him the week after. And oh my gosh, if he saw a moment that he was not being paid attention to, <laughs> yodel old lady, yodel old lady, yodel old lady, woo -hoo -hoo. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, funny. 
the singing pickle. Oh my God. <laughs> and everybody knows to this day, all of this time after Christmas, uh, my nine year old grandson, favorite gift was a singing pickle. <laughs> yodeling pickle. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, confirmation bias, we can, we just cannot encourage you, uh, caution you. Uh, we don't want to warn you, but I mean, it's at that point to where that, I mean, confirmation bias is toxic and uh, it is a drug. And if you don't get yourself off of it and uh, stop being upset because somebody said something, how can you tell that you are uh, stuck in confirmation bias? If somebody says something and it just causes you to cringe because it doesn't agree with what you think, you've got confirmation bias in you. Mm -hmm. But now if you hear something and it goes, hmm, I wonder how that fits in. Yeah. Uh, uh, if at all. And, uh, but, uh, the, if we leave anything with you, it is, we want to leave you with absolute dread, uh, and caution about confirmation bias. Yeah. You know, it, my whole Christian life was built upon that, Michael, you know, um, we were, we were drilled that at Rama, you know, a chapter and a verse and, uh, two yeah. or three witnesses and, uh, then of course, when I started working with Larry Huggins, he got even more, he said, you know, just the, the more specific of a, of a, and he always used to say promise, uh, and we've done teachings on that too, but the more specific of a promise that you get, then the more valid it's going to be and the stronger it's going to be. And so, I mean, it went from a chapter and a verse down to just a, a segment of a verse that was specific yeah. to what you were dealing with. And it was, I mean, I, I've watched him do things that were so out of context. I mean, just, yeah. just wild, just absolutely wild. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why people just don't stop with be therefore perfect. You right. Know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, because, you know, from there you can learn. Right. Because everything is up for grabs. Mm. If you accept what Jesus said in Matthew chapter five, be ye therefore perfect. But what do we do? Oh, well, you know, I don't mean perfect, brother Mike. I don't know why I go, go redneck <laughs> when I do this. But, uh, <laughs> I don't mean perfect, Mike. It, it, means, uh, uh, it, it, uh, it means just, you know, do the best you can. It means, you know, be mature. Mm. It's like, okay, let's read it that way. Be therefore mature. Did you read the rest of the verse? Uh, no. Uh, be as mature as your father is, which is in heaven. Which one means perfect and which one does not mean perfect. Right. They both mean perfect. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. mm. But that, that's such a powerful place. And we are in the book of Matthew. And uh, Daniel, we're beginning to find that this uh, Matthew, and we don't know who wrote Matthew. We will tell you nobody knows who wrote Matthew. Um. But it does seem to be an incredibly well-organized uh, gospel, as they are called. And uh, we, uh, they, they think that these can, could possibly be second and third hand uh, generations from the originals. Uh, even if uh, Matthew ever wrote one or not, they don't know mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. Uh, but here we have this, and uh, what has happened 
is we've had this built up. And if you start in Matthew chapter one and you go all the way to um, uh, uh, this starts out with the birth of Christ in uh, chapter uh, two. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, uh, there came wise men. So this is how this this book is. And it just it is just dotted with um, mine has little stars. My translation has little stars about places where the scriptures are being quoted and fulfilled, and um, and it's just filled. Yeah. And then uh, John the Baptist came. Then uh, you uh, get up into chapter four, and then Jesus was led up of the Spirit into the wilderness and was tempted by the devil. Uh, this powerful story here then about uh, the temptation of Christ and him being tempted to prove that he was the son of God by his works. Mm -hmm. One of the most powerful things in my process of teaching, and I, man, I remember teaching this 40 years ago and showing people that the temptation wasn't for sin. The temptation was to do something to prove something that was already true. Yeah. And what a foundation for the gospel we got there. So Matthew gave us that incredible foundation. And uh, then we get into chapter five, and it is the blessed are ye's. And, uh, uh, we've we've gone through those and then ends up in chapter uh, five with uh, be therefore perfect uh, and read the context. It means to be perfect, <laughs> right? Yeah, as perfect as your father is, uh, which is in heaven. And uh, that has brought us uh, through the Lord's Prayer. And uh, now then we started out in Matthew chapter seven with judge not that you be not judged. And we went through that, and it what we found out by breaking that down and looking back in the Hebrew scriptures about the law is that Jesus is literally telling people the law that God gave does not start uh, turning in its devastating end in death until you judge somebody else. Mm. Once that's done, honey, you have pulled the peg uh, uh, out of the water wheel, and there's nothing going to stop it. Right. You are not going to stop it. It will turn until it crushes everything in its path, including you. Yeah, and all of the last 17, 18 um, uh, commands and teachings that we've done, except for the first two that we did, are all out of this Matthew 5, mm. Matthew 6, and Matthew 7. Yeah. And uh, Michael, actually, the next three on the list that we've been working from, and we've been looking at the teachings and commands of Christ from a specific organization that has put out a list of several dozen of these teachings and commands of Christ. And we've been going through them one by one. And the next three um, are the last three here in this Sermon on the Mountain. And we've decided for context purposes that we're going to take the next three and put them all into this one show because you've got to see how everything is built up to this point from chapter five, chapter six, chapter seven, and specifically the last couple of weeks that we've been covering about judge not that ye not be judged, um, casting your pearls before the swine and ask, seek and knock on how they all build up into the next one and how that one mm -hmm. builds up into the next two. And uh, so we want to look at these three today uh, on this list.
it, it truly is a progression. Mm. Uh, that uh, whoever wrote this, uh, they they were brilliant. Yeah, you know, and Michael, on these three that we're going to look at today, they all completely center around um, the Hebrew Scriptures. And so, mm. the other thing we're going to roll into this teaching today is our segment on <laughs> the Hebrew Scriptures. I think, Michael, we better jump right into these three because we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we better. And if you don't stop making fun of me, I'm going to do, I'm going to cut off your salary. <laughs> <laughs> Segment. <laughs> I correct myself. Segment. <laughs> Boy, what a little thread will get done, right? Uh, you guys know I do not care. Uh, if we mock and make fun of people, and we do, it's because we love them because <laughs> Daniel and I mock and make fun of each other all the time. It, it's so uh, freeing to know that, uh, uh, you know, relationships are in, and what they are and friendships and especially the gospel being the center of them. Uh, it's just, it's an amazing thing to have. I'm mm. very grateful for it. Thank you, Daniel. You can make fun of me anytime you want. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, I'm just learning from my predecessor, Don Barris Bartlett. <laughs> oh, God, no. He didn't just make fun of me. He insulted me. <laughs> and took great pride in doing so. Yes. <laughs> but, he made, but he insulted everybody else. Jim Richards probably can't listen to our show on him because he could not handle the scathing <laughs> things that Don said about that man. <laughs> you sniveling, slimy little sneaking. Oh, man. Anyway, yeah. let's move forward. So the next one on the list is do unto others. And it's uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do you even to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Wow. So see, I don't understand this. When I ran up and kissed that guy at the gym the other day, <laughs> he was supposed to kiss me back, right? <laughs> You gotta, I've tried this. This don't work. You've got a chapter and a verse. <laughs> I've got a chapter and a verse. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, and if he's a Baptist, all I have to do is tell him that's this. This is scriptural. What I'm doing here, you know. Greet your brother with a holy kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Even that. Look at the look at all the verses we have to confirm this. Uh, uh, so. <laughs> Highly inappropriate, highly inappropriate, <laughs> uh, but, but let's go on. <laughs> well, I think, Michael, the, the first thing here is that we have to identify as his first word, therefore. Uh, so, this is a connection. This is a connection to what's already been said. Um, we're in verse? Uh, verse number 12. Um, 12. Yes, Matthew 7, 12. Okay. Therefore. So, what are we thereforeing? Yeah. What's the therefore, therefore? Um, again, we mentioned it already, but if we go back up just to verse, uh, chapter seven, verse one, we've got our teaching about judge not that you be not judged. And then he also talks about casting, uh, your pearls before the swine and ask, seek and knock. So I think these are the therefores that he's talking about. Therefore, these are things in which we pertain to treating people. 
you know, you don't judge somebody, you don't cast your pearls before the swine and you don't, you have to ask, seek and knock and whatever mm -hmm. that's asked of you, whatever's sought from you, whatever that knock on your door at midnight happens, then this is the way you respond. And how does that culminate into the statement? Mm -hmm. Therefore, in yeah, all yeah, things, yeah, yeah, yeah. in everything, mm -hmm. in whatever you do, yeah, you better do it to them like you'd want them to do it to you. Yes. Um, uh, so, I mean, this really is, uh, uh, goodness gracious, uh, and, and who does this again, <laughs> you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, uh, therefore, all, and, and uh, we looked at this last night, and this means whatsoever, uh, uh, whatsoever, wheresoever, whensoever, whosoever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, when, where, who. It makes no difference. Don't start breaking it down into, well, it said what and it was a who. And a, uh, uh, because this word means all of those. Right. So no matter where, when, what, or how, uh, therefore all. Uh, and the the term things, as usual, is added. So all the who, when, what, wheresoever's mm. ye would that men should do to you, do ye even also to them. Look and and look at how this uh, lifts this up uh, or finishes this out. For this is the law and the prophets. Yeah. Now, this is bringing um, uh, absolute clarity to what we have been telling you about seek, ask, and knock. What is seek, ask, and knock? It's the law and the prophets. Right. Uh, because there's a therefore, therefore, mm -hmm. right? And so all of this that we've talked about before, maybe people don't like the uh, the way that we have segregated this into the fulfilled column of the work of the cross, even though... If this is the law and the prophets, we have no choice but based on uh, the instructions of Christ, the definitions of Paul and Apollos. This was all fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So uh, here we have this is the law and the prophets. What were we talking about on seek, ask, and knock? The law and the prophets. What were we talking about on all of these uh, uh, subjects? The law and the prophets. And uh, not about a prayer life. Yeah. Do, do you realize how important that is? Uh, folks, you have been freed from something you know doesn't work anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, it's never worked for you. You've, you've sought, you've asked, you've knocked uh, until you've knocked your brains out. Uh -huh. And you wind up instead of knocking, just beating your head against the wall. Right. Uh, because uh, trying to prove that the Christian doctrine of ask Jesus whatever you want from him, and he always does it. And I know the mental illness that gets into this. And if you were to ask somebody uh, in one of our uh, Word of Faith churches, oh, he's, uh, God is good uh, all the time, all the time, God is good. And that everything, and, and I would have stood in church, and Daniel would have too, and we both lied. Mm. Every prayer I've ever prayed, God has answered. It's like, really? You really want to live in that dump? <laughs> <laughs> you really asked for that car? Mm. Oh, really? And those kids, surely? <laughs> oh, no, I can't go there. <laughs> and that wife? Oh, no. 
so <laughs> you really, this is the results. Your life is the results of your prayers. Mm. And the medicine cabinet, that's a result of your prayers. Yeah. All we're doing here, folks, is, is letting the scriptures speak for themselves and the teachings that Jesus gave based on the law and the prophets. Did he not just say that? Yeah. He did say that. This is the law and the prophets. That's what we've been talking about, not a prayer life after Jesus's death, burial, and resurrection. Mm. I'm just too worked up about this. <laughs> <laughs> Here we have uh, this powerful instruction, and uh, I, th I think this just tees us up again. Daniel, where, where are you right now with all of this? Well, I think about a, um, another one of the encounters Jesus had with one of the uh, teachers of the law when they asked him, which is the greatest commandment? And mm -hmm. Jesus said, there's two of them, that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And the second is that you would love your neighbor as you love yourself. And then he makes a statement. Mm -hmm. He says, on these two hang all the law and the oh, prophets. Oh, my God. Yes. And that's really what we're summing up here. We've gone through chapter five, chapter six, now almost going to conclude here in chapter seven. And all of these have been about how you love God and how you love people and, and to the degree that you're supposed to do that. Uh, you're supposed to do it with all your heart, with all your strength, with all of your soul. Everything. You're supposed to treat other people the way that you would treat yourself. And yeah. as you just said, no, I mean, that's an impossibility. Nobody's done you, it. You can't do it. And so when Jesus said that all the law hangs on these two commandments and he came to fulfill the law, yeah. folks, I, I get people all the time. Yeah, I'm not legalist at all. I just, no, I don't get in them laws. Jesus said the greatest is is uh, is loving God and loving people. So I just go with that. Mm. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Right. Uh, there's only one. You just took the place of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm. He is the only one that fulfilled the two laws on which all the law was hanging from. Wow. Mm -mm -mm. Freeing us from all of the law. Yeah. Yeah, and, and if you're going to love God and if you're going to love people, he clarifies to what degree you need to do that with all your yeah. heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and to love one another as you love yourself. So to the degree that you take care of yourself, go take care of your neighbor in the same way. Yeah, you cannot, you cannot add an extra degree to uh, how you care for your neighbor or a less degree to how you take care of your neighbor than how you take care of yourself. Mm. So once you finish your shower in the morning, you need to go give your neighbor a shower, right? Oh, Lord, help us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My mind's just gone to the gutter all completely here. So <laughs> I, I was just thinking about buying groceries, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. But no, really, not just buying the groceries. You got to fix the meal. Oh, yeah. If you fix a meal for yourself, you got to fix a meal. Check the refrigerator, see what's there and what's what's needed, and then find out what's needed, mm. not based on what you think, but based on what they 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 need. Now, please forgive me for my. <laughs> I am going to so enjoy blaming everything on age. <laughs>
so yeah, Michael, as you said, that we're we're kind of getting teed up here because um, much like chapter five, where he goes through this and he goes through this, and then he culminates the teachings about the do's and the don'ts with be perfect. I think that's where we're getting here in chapter seven is now we have do this, don't do mm-hmm. this, do this, don't do this. And then this is the capstone statement. Mm-hmm. This is the law and the prophets. Yeah. And that's what we've covered. Like you say, if we, if we, uh, we've gone through the entire prophecies of the birth, the actual birth, all the way through the life of Jesus, the temptation of Christ, the Beatitudes, mm. all the way through, be ye perfect. And now, it is uh, it is being broken down into specifics of perfection. Yeah, and uh, if you're going to do it now, see, most people think Jesus just said stuff and left it up to us to figure it out. Mm. Uh, no, he didn't. After he said, "Be ye perfect," we're all the way up into chapter seven now. Uh, so we've got two chapters of exact instructions as to what perfection by the law means. Mm. And it also means if anybody knocks now, see the way that this was taken was seek ass knock was taken was oh well all oh, gee Jesus said all you have to do is seek ask knock he'll do it he'll do anything he'll do anything and then you have the funeral for your grandma right mm. uh, uh uh or the neighbor or the car crash victim so uh you know that all just kind of goes out the window but uh the the real crux of seek ask and knock is being sought being asked and uh, someone knocking at your door. Yeah. And how you respond. Mm-hmm. That's the perfection of it. Uh, because that's exactly the context in which Jesus taught this. Right. Yeah. So, Daniel, we've done that. Uh, goodness. Uh, and, and how has this ended up in chapter 12? What is the last line there after the semicolon? Is for this is the law and the prophets. So what is we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we should keep reading to find out. All right. So what we are about to read is still about the laws and the pro- uh, the law and the prophets, right? Yep. So how do we get there? How do we get to this perfection? What uh, I mean is Jesus just going to say be perfect, 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 and then give us absolutely no way to get there. He says in the next verse, verse thirteen: Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Hmm. Okay. Have we totally changed subjects here? Well, Christianity sure teaches that, don't they? <laughs> well, they start all over in in verse thirteen. Uh, but what we have been being taught up to this point is the straight, the narrow. Gate. Wow. Now, uh, the subject has not changed. Mm. In fact, he said in verse 12, this is the law and the prophets. 
What is the law and the prophets? Enter ye in at the straight gate. Well, I guess we got to figure out. Well, let's see. So I can't have sex, drugs, rock and roll, uh, showering my neighbors probably out. You know, uh, just uh, uh, thing after thing after thing. Uh, so let's can't smoke. Gosh, you couldn't. Uh, that's not the straight gate, is it? No, Daniel, you, you can't smoke and be on the straight and narrow. Mm-mm. And in fact, that's what they call it, the straight and narrow, right? <clears throat> yep. Yep. Is there any other place they get that term, the straight and the narrow, from any place in the Bible except here? I think maybe the other gospels do it, but it's just a mimic of this statement. It's the same thing. Yep. Yeah. Are you walking the straight and narrow way? Yeah. And and that what does that mean? That means moral code. Mm. Are you keeping the moral code? Yeah. And uh, people think that that is the straight and narrow gate. Mm-hmm. Can we please accept what Jesus said is the straight uh uh entering in what is the entrance the entrance what does the word enter mean there daniel icer komohi <laughs> boy that's a mouthful <laughs> to enter to arise to come into to enter in this is the way it starts this is how you get in and it's called the straight gate enter the entrance it's very clear it is a there's a single way in uh, there is a uh, uh, a straight gate, and then he compares it that there are indeed there uh, there is indeed uh, a wide gate and a broad way that always leads to destruction, mm. and many there be which go in that way. Yeah. Now remember, Jesus said we've already gone through this. That Jesus said. Uh, uh, that uh, he was uh, the door, and he said, all that came before me were thieves and robbers. Mm-hmm. Remember, we got the letter of asking that was, does that mean that Moses and all the prophets were thieves and robbers? Right. But, but see, that's totally out of context. And he was saying, all that ever came before me, the door to the sheepfold, trying to get into the sheepfold through me, they were thieves and robbers, and they went around and tried to climb in some other way. Context, context, context defines that. You don't have to to read into that anything. Well, let's read it again. Uh, Daniel, this is, this is d- do you know that every preacher has, uh, every denomination has a teaching on what the straight gate is and uh, where the narrow path is? Yeah. Pentecostals preach it all the time. Mm. And it is smokes, uh, uh, chew, and running around with the girls that do. Are they, um, the Baptists have theirs. Uh, the straight and narrow gate in uh, Catholicism is probably just being a Catholic. You got to, this is the only gate you can get in. Yeah, baptism. Baptism is, mm. is the straight gate. Uh, that would be the Church of Christ. Uh, they all have one. Mm. Daniel, we're not left by Jesus Christ telling us that there's a straight and narrow gate that leads into life uh, uh, without telling us exactly what it is. Yeah. 
And I think he did it at the bottom of verse 12. What do you think? I think so too. You know, Michael, I just out of curiosity, I just did a quick Google search. What is the straight gate? And without going into these web pages, I mean, just the 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 return of the the question, uh, the stuff you get. The narrow gate means both trials that are voluntarily undertaken, uh, such as fasting and the like. Uh, wow! The straight gate is visible to both saved and unsaved people. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, the cherubims and the flaming swords of the gates of heaven. <laughs> Jesus Christ. A tight and restricted and difficult way. Well, that's true. Is verse 13 completely disconnected from verse 12? No. And and but that's what all of these answers have. They have disconnected it so they've had to they've come up disconnected it. with yeah. their own answer and if we just read this together and I think that would give us the meaning of what he's saying here. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide mm. is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. So the law and the prophets mm. are the entrance into the kingdom of God. My mind goes to a few things I, I think about in, uh, I think it's, in, it's a psalm about that uh, thy word is a lamp unto my path uh, yeah. and, and a, or a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That And, and that word is uh, thy word. Uh, he's talking about the, the law, the Psalms and the prophets. Uh, yes. This is something that lit the way. These are the commands that, that lit the way. <laughs> and Michael, how many times have you taught that, that the context of that is he's not lighting your path or my path. He's mm-hmm. lighting the path of Jesus. This yes. is the path that Jesus walked, and he's disqualified up to this point. He has disqualified every single human being, except for yes. one, except for Jesus the Christ. Michael, I'm going to kind of jump ahead here because we'll get we'll get into this in a little more detail. But if you go down to verse 21, it shows us that there's only one person who could do this. Mm. Uh, it says in verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord shall enter the kingdom of heaven. And we got some statements to make about that. But but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. And, you know, Michael, in the Greek, it spells this out. And in one of my Greek interlinears, it reads it this way. But the one who does the will. The one who does the will. Of my Father in heaven. So Mm. this isn't, you know, Jesus has disqualified everybody up to this point except for himself. And what have we yeah. seen in the last 17 episodes that we've done is that nobody could do these things, but only Christ could. And Christ was the fulfillment of that. And this, this whole thing is set up to, sh- to, I mean, Jesus preached this most powerful message and he preached it to people who would never, ever be able to do what he taught them to do. Well, I mean, Hebrews really puts the kibosh on all of this. Uh, and that is, um, uh, letting us know about that the uh, all the things the law and the Psalms and the prophets had to say, but then uh, saith he, "I have come to do thy will, O God." Mm. Wow! So this is this is not an obscure view. This is the from Genesis to Revelation view of what does it mean to enter in at the straight gate and and the narrow path. To life, the straight gate and the narrow path to life, which has already 
you're not on this. You're not entering the straight gate. You're not entering the path to life. Now, when it comes to understanding it, you are. Mm. But the straight gate and the narrow path led to Christ. Remember what he said about the law. The law was our straight gate and narrow path. The law was our schoolmaster. Yeah, right. Uh, What's a schoolmaster? He takes you down and the straight gate and the narrow path. Mm. And that's that law and the prophets led to Christ. This is not for Christians to play church with. Right. And to try to get people uh, uh, thinking that there's certain things that they have to do. And if they're going to do it, they have to keep all the sheep together in one little corral and uh, make sure that we're all doing the same things and measuring each other against the same rules. Mm. Uh, and, and that doesn't make any difference which one of the 46,000 denominations you are in. They are all wrong about this subject. And broad is their way. <laughs> and their way, they are spoken of here. All 46,000 denominations around the world are spoken of here. Mm. Uh, because that's what Jesus says. If it's not through the law and the prophets, then it is uh, uh, broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Wow. Uh, my goodness. And many there be that go there into. Now, many. Yeah, he was right. Mm. 46,000 denominations. Yeah. Now, here is the good news about this. You may have joined your group about how to follow and get in the gate and to walk the straight and narrow, but Jesus already walked that path. It was the lamp to his feet, the light to his path. The law and the Psalms and the prophets were all about him. It's not about you. And where Jesus wound up was being that gate. Mm. He was the door. It led to the door. Mm. And he is the one that has uh, uh, done all of this. He fulfilled the, all the law, hangs on two things. Love, your, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, your, your socks, and, <laughs> and, and, uh, and your glasses. Love him with everything you got. And also, to the same degree, love your neighbor. Mm. To the same degree. Yeah. I wanted to read that. You you uh, mentioned that out of Galatians about the tutor. And uh, listen to this in Galatians chapter 3, verse 22. But the scriptures, uh-oh, there we go oh, again. Oh, but the yeah. scriptures has confirmed all under sin, that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law kept for the faith, which would afterward be revealed. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under the tutor. Definition, straight is the gate and narrow is the way. And Michael, if we just keep reading... It gets better. <laughs> Lordy mercy, Daniel, I'm old. Don't do this to me. <laughs> we said we we're going to do three. So the first one okay. was uh, do unto others. The second one was the narrow gate. And this is the third one to beware of false prophets. Dun, dun, dun. Hmm. <laughs> and we know that's everybody that's not in our denomination. <laughs> exactly. Right? 
<laughs> uh, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but yeah, inwardly yeah, yeah. they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from the thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their works, they will know them. So, uh, the, 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 the issue here, contextually, correct me if I'm wrong, the fruit here is righteousness. Yes. And uh, if what somebody is teaching you cannot lead to or manifest or reveal, I should say, righteousness, that is a false prophet. Mm. And uh, what's it like trying to get righteousness from what these people teach? It's like trying to pick grapes out of a thorn bush. Wow. Folks, uh, there's so much pain out there and it's being caused in these, in these uh, fault. And, you know, we're not going to go around starting calling everybody false prophets, but the fact of it is if people disqualify the law and the prophets as the thing that led to Christ and that the law and the prophets are correct, and they're telling you that there is another way uh, uh, through, and uh, no, you didn't have to come through this narrow way. No, 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 no. No, this narrow way. We found the rainbow up above that, and it goes all the way from Adam to the uh, to the cross because Adam was perfect, and all, all we show, found in Jesus was the perfection of Adam. That is, there is nothing there. Please show us the line, mm. the one verse, the chapter, the teacher who taught this in the holy in, in the Hebrew scriptures or the New Testament. Show us the teacher who taught that. Show us, and we'll settle for a line. Right. Um, we'll take your chapter and verse. <laughs> well, we will, and we'll look at it in context to see whether or not it's right. Mm. But at least give us something to go on. A lot of you have become comfortable with being, quote, false prophets of the gospel. Mm. Uh, and, and by what means are they, according to this, the context, what is a false prophet of this comparison? It's people who deny that the law and the prophets was the way to enter in. Mm. That would lead us to Christ. Yeah, that word uh, false is pseudo. Uh, yeah. Which is real fitting to what we've been looking at on the pseudographia, the pseudo writing. We've got pseudographia, and they've been done by pseudo prophets, mm. uh, pseudo ministers. Yeah. Uh, if someone is telling you, uh, so we've identified pseudographia. And we've identified why it is pseudographia, and we've given you so many our criteria. If our criteria is wrong, please show us where it is wrong. Mm -hmm. We don't we don't mind. Uh, but now we have pseudo prophets here, yeah, uh, pseudo teachers. So would they fit in the same pseudo of the pseudo that the the these writings talk about? 
And uh, the answer is yes. Uh, it's all the same thing, folks. Now, here is the good news. These pseudo-teachers, pseudo-prophets, and what makes them pseudo? Is it because they disagree with us? No, it's because they get disagree with the law, the Psalms, mm -hmm. and the prophets. Right. Agreeing or disagreeing with us doesn't change a thing. Mm -hmm. But disagreeing with the law, the Psalms, and the prophets changes everything. You are pseudo something. You're not the real thing. Yeah. You know, what is one of those, uh, what, what is a pseudo teaching that a pseudo prophet would teach? Well, one example comes to my mind is that sin is still an act. Sin is yeah. still active when we see in the Hebrew scriptures something totally different. That at the culmination of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, we would be in a time where sin was no more. No more. Uh, and 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 being a time when time was no yeah. more, you know, mm. uh, the use of time in the uh, Hebrew scriptures, and the law and the psalm and the prophets, time is over. Yeah, mm. uh, my God, and and so now uh, because people don't understand the basics of creation, they've created uh, space time. Mm. Uh, we'll get into that another time. So <laughs> at another time. <laughs> oh Jesus! We'll get into time yes. at another time. We'll get into in, into space time. Okay, <laughs> uh, folks. Uh, we uh, we live in a created world. Mm. We live in a uh, a world where God said, "Let there be light." We live in a world where uh, God created Adam and Eve, and he created, uh, created he them in his image, both male and female. Uh, uh, and after that, uh, we see this incredible, uh, and, and it, it was created in the image of God. One of the most important things, Ethan's going to be sharing more with you on this, and we've done it for 30 years, but it is so important to know that you are not what 46,000 denominations say, yeah. that you are in the image of God. And they dress that pig up every way they can. And um, Jordan Peterson was on the other day, and he was saying, and, and do you know how many millions listen to this guy? Mm. And he said, oh, just go look in the mirror and realize that you're seeing what God made in his own image. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, dude, you're a day late, dollar short, mm. and you're a false prophet. Yeah. This is a false teaching, folks. We are no longer God. That was the beginning of creation. Christ was the end of creation. The beginning of creation and then the interruption of the flood. Oh, my. We're going to be covering all of this for you and and uh, uh, letting it speak for itself. You're just going to be blown away. I'm already blown away by it. And uh, we're going to teach you about uh, evolution. Yes, evolution is is there. But when it started is vitally important. When it didn't start is vitally important. And uh, then the whole climatic changes that took place after that. And so we're taking you through the whole Bible right now. <laughs> and uh, and then all of the families that came off of the ark and the, uh, the descendants of those and all of the things that God established through each of those families 
and uh, what he did uh, with them. Uh, 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 Ethan has his uh, big chart of the genealogy of the of the uh, Hebrew scriptures. And uh, man, how do you talk about re revealing things? I mean, it's just like studying genealogy. Excuse me, genealogy today. I mean, it can show you things you didn't know. Mm. But you are not in the image of God. You are the image of God. It point blank says that. We are the image of Christ, and Christ is God. Mm -hmm. All 46,000 denominations exist to make up the difference between the asymmetry of God being God and you being just a reflection or a shadow. Wow. Now, uh, once you realize you're no longer in the image of God, you are no longer in the image of God. No one on this planet is in God's image. They are the image. Mm. Why? Because God decided before he said, let there be light, that he and his creation were going to be one entity. Ba -ba -bum. That's good preaching. <laughs> <laughs> so that I just want you to know where you are today. This is what this is. This this straight is the gate, and narrow is the way. Well, where is it? I just showed you. I just took you through the whole thing, mm. and with a whole lot of spaces to be filled in in between. But uh, this is what has brought us to this moment and this time to understand this incredible power of nobody's nobody's anybody's judge nobody's uh, any uh, is anybody's authority uh you there is nothing uh, uh uh there there's nobody that's come up short oh my gosh even the people we disagree with we know that they are god in the earth mm -hmm. and that they are righteous holy and perfect uh, now, uh, we get sentenced to hell all the time because of what we <laughs> teach, but we want you to know, we know, because the Hebrew scriptures and the law and the prophets have led us to understand Christ as the finished work, the the one that was started uh, in uh, after let there be light, that was not finished until God entered a man and a man defeated death and, and the grave and rose from the dead and all human beings were now a completely different species. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. And we can just call that the Canada Conference. <laughs> Take up the offering and go home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where are we, Daniel? So we've gone through this whole thing. Now, Now, just to surmise again, before we go on a little bit. Um, so the, the law and the prophets, they are the straight and the narrow gate. Now, we are certainly not saying that you need to live by the law today. We're saying exactly. that you couldn't. Thank you. We're saying the opposite. You can't do it. But there was one who did, and that was Jesus. That's how straight and how narrow it was. Yeah, that only one person could do it. And if we continue reading, we're going to see that here in verse 21 again. I know I kind of gave you a preview to this, but it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, mm -hmm. shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? 
cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Mm. So not everyone who says, Lord, Lord. Uh, we kind of went through that last week, didn't we? In uh, Romans yeah. chapter 10 and 9 and 10. I mean, that's the crux. Call on, call on, he who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, yeah. according to Jesus, and that, that don't work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it uh, calling on the name of the Lord. Uh, uh, Paul brought that down with a crashing thunder in the uh, in Romans chapter ten. Uh, here, Jesus made it very clear that those that do that, that is not a way into the kingdom of God. Mm. Folks, do you get it? Jesus said that people that call on his name, that is not a way into the kingdom of God. My goodness. I didn't say that. Jesus did. <laughs> yes. Uh, wow. So he has made it very clear that the way in uh, is, is something that, uh, that even calling on him will not get you there. Mm. Uh, praying, the prayer of salvation is not going to get you there. Uh, none of it. Uh, you know, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word. Well, if that was true, wouldn't they have all been saved? That's mm. what, that's what Paul said in Romans. But instead he came to the conclusion, I was found by them that did not seek, ask or knock. And I became manifest to them that were no people whatsoever. Wow. You know, and then Mark chapter 16 says that these signs will follow those that believe. They will cast out demons yeah. and they'll do these works. And Jesus said, nope, not even those. Those not don't even, even No, even those people that cast out devils. Oh, wow, Jesus. They come running back and saying, even mm. the devils. Oh, my God, Jesus. You sent us out to do these works and look what happened. He mm. said, yeah, big deal. <laughs> <laughs> that still is not the way in. Mm, and uh, let us reassure you that the time frame in which Jesus was saying, depart from me because I never knew you, was while he was still alive. Yep. The same as seek, ask, knock is not an after the resurrection of Christ instruction. Also, I never knew you is not an after the cross uh, decree. Mm. My goodness. My goodness. Michael, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> so there's only one. He says, but the one, but he, but the one who does the will of my father. That's the oh, way into the kingdom. Yeah. The way into the kingdom is by the one who did the will. And as you said, <sighs> Hebrew says, behold, I've come in the volume of a book to do your will, O Lord. Yeah, mm. it says this in the volume of that book. What volume of what book? The law and the prophets. Yeah. And uh, uh, Jesus has led us through this impossibility. What you've seen here is uh, all the way through from his birth all the way to this point is, is making sure that you know there is no way for you to get into the kingdom of God at all. If he doesn't do it for you, mm. you are out. Mm. You can call on him. You can pray to him, you can ask him, and you ain't getting anything. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. But you can have the entire kingdom. Mm. 
Isn't that great? That's okay. if that's not good news, I don't know what is. Uh, well, it's the only news that's going to be. And, that, and see, that's the thing. It's the only news that is good news. Yeah. What if we said, yeah, that, but you got to do this. Mm-hmm. Well, if we took one of those, yeah, but you got to do this. If we, if we, if we took it to the point to what Jesus said, you had to do it. No one on earth would be able to do it. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, seek, ask, knock. Oh yes, I'm a seeker, asker, knocker. I I ask Jesus this, but are you an uh, are you a uh, answerer? Are you the one that's there when somebody knocks? Mm. Are you there when somebody asks? Mm. Because that was the crux of the teaching. Yeah. Verse twenty four. Therefore, who hears these sayings of mine and does them? I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Mm -hmm. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, and the flood came, and the winds blew, and they beat on the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Oh, how great. Oh, God. How great, Daniel. Mm. How great was the fall. Yeah. Uh, and the fall of that house is called self-righteousness. Even if you've done everything you know to do, the house has fallen. And great was the fall. And, you know, then uh, uh, verse uh, 28 and 29, we'll close this out. Uh, There was something about the difference in the way Jesus was teaching than what they heard from the scribes. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. When we looked at this, that term doesn't mean somebody having authority. He taught them as the authority. Mm, yeah. Uh, can you imagine these Jewish people sitting there hearing? Now, they had heard all of these things out of context. And to have Jesus to pull them all into context. And them standing there realizing we are all disqualified. And realizing the authority is the only one who can save us. Yeah. Mm-mm. I, I'm I'm just so moved by this. Um, <laughs> uh, people, there's there's no way that you can have this mindset and hate people. Yeah. You can make fun of them. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, But there's just no way that this mindset leads to hate Mm. because the one thing that all of these teachings that Jesus has done, all of this from Matthew chapter one through chapter seven, we are all, we're all in the same boat and the entire house fell down. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Even if we did it all right, 
because the fact of it is there's nobody who did this. Jesus said anybody that does all of these commandments will be like the house built on rock. Well, there is nobody who did mm. this. It's not possible. Yeah. But great was mm. the fall. Yeah. And isn't that what uh, Jesus told Peter? He says that this is this is the rock that I I will build my church. Yeah. This is the rock Absolutely. that I will build. And, and that's what he's saying here. This is only he could do it. Yeah. GRs, whether you have been around 40 years or uh, two weeks, it almost feels like the train's just leaving the station for me and Daniel because, folks, we have spent decades trying to see the foundation of it all. And now this foundation has become so firm. And uh, because we have accepted the directives, the admonishments as to how to learn, where to learn, what learning is. You see, we went back to the school for school. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, when we went back to the school for school, we found out how to walk through this school. Mm. And all we do is read now. Yeah. Uh, Because everything about the school has been fulfilled. Wow. And we've already been delivered into the, uh, we found out we've all all graduated. Mm. And uh, regardless of who agrees and disagrees with us, we've all graduated, folks. Great was the fall of the house, and now we are his building. Uh, We are his righteousness. We are his love. Mm. Uh, you are the love of God. You yeah. are as much as you are the righteousness of God. Uh, Jesus said, "You are also the love of God." Mm. You are the love of God. Wow. Mm. You know, Michael, and we did this again today. I'm just reviewing what we went over, and we did it again today without even realizing. I mean, look at the look at the parables we went through. Yeah, the straight gate, the narrow gate. Uh, the trees uh, that bear good fruit and bad fruit, the sh- the sheep and the ravenous wolves, and each one of them show the teachings of Christ in fulfillment. And as we look back at the Hebrew scriptures today, we've seen that all of them are fulfilled in Christ once again. Goodness. So we have three powerful, powerful commands and teachings of Christ to do unto others, to choose the narrow way, and to beware of false prophets. And what do we find in all of these is that Christ was the culmination of each one. And because of Christ, we have entered into the straight gate in him and through him, and thus him fulfilling the law and the prophets. Well, once again, another amazing trifecta of the teachings and commandments of Christ Mm. that led us to nowhere at all except to Christ. And so it is, we must leave you family and friends. If you'd like to know anything about the gospel revolution, then call our office on 832-318-9339. And speak to us about how you want to participate or go to www.gospelrevolution.com and hit the connect link. You can find us on your favorite social media network, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And be sure to look up Ethan encounter the Hebrew scriptures on YouTube. Please be sure to hit that subscribe, share, and like button on whatever platform you are listening. Now it's good night from Daniel Rouse in the Frozen Tundra. 
Yeah, hey guys, it's good night from uh, uh, Michael Williams right here in uh, Clarksville, Tennessee. And once again, um, uh, Daniel and I love what we're doing, um, and uh, it's fun. It's just so much yes. fun. The levity that we have is just simply because we're just that damn happy. <laughs> yeah. And if there's any offense, please uh, pardon us for that. And listen to the things that we have had to say. And then more, more importantly, listen to the things that Jesus has had to say about this incredible conclusion of these teachings and commandments of Christ in chapter 7 of Matthew. We sure hope that you enjoyed today's PowerCast. And remember, we'll be here to do the same thing all over again. I don't think it's possible, but only better. Since you're knocking on the door, you're begging to come in, yeah. On a wet that all the wild has been knocking from within. You are the love you see. A perfect day you need, right? Deconstructing religion and barbecuing the sacred cows of Christianity before your very eyes. You are listening to The Gospel Revolution.